I was able to put on different language hats so I could speak in good locution, but I could also talk like my cousins out of North Philly. Getting to read my story, getting to tell my story, and actually hear myself speak the words in my own voice has been cathartic, and to me it's felt like singing. I just told myself, this is going to be yet another challenge, and it was. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet Pulitzer Prize-winning playwright Kiara Alegria Hudes, Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Brandi Carlisle, and the first Asian-American woman to serve in the U.S. Senate, Maisie Hirono. Listen in as these authors describe how and why they were each inspired to share their remarkable life stories. Enjoy. Hi, this is Kiara Alegria Hudes, author of My Broken Language, a memoir. I wrote my book because I am a playwright primarily. But people had been asking me for years, when are you going to write your book? And I didn't know what it was going to be about. And what I discovered was it was about all the languages I grew up with. So Spanish, English, Spanglish, Yoruba, music like Bach and Coltrane, some visual languages like Western art and some religious languages. And they all seemed to contradict each other. And I felt like they were all insufficient for every path I walked in life. So I wanted to tell a story about how I kind of navigated those languages and then fused them into my own thing as a playwright. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be time travel. It brought me back to moments in my life when everything changed, like the moments when there's before that moment and after that moment. And you can feel yourself shift, your spirit shift, your path shift. It was cool. It was cool reliving that and putting it in your voice is very different than writing it on a page. The thing that happened when I was doing my audiobook is that I realized I can't pronounce like most and many things, apparently. I use these words. I don't know how to pronounce them. My accents are all wrong. The book is kind of about that. It's about all these language conundrums I get into in my life. And yeah, they were front and center as I was just trying to pronounce basic things. There is a whole chapter on my mom's accent and how she, quote unquote, mispronounces words. But I like her pronunciations better. Like, for instance, she says instead of obnoxious, she says obnoxious, which I find to be a better pronunciation of that word. So I was like, quote unquote, mispronouncing words all the time. And yeah, that was humbling. The thing that was cool about doing the audiobook and that I'm kind of proud of is I was able to put on different language hats while I put the story in my voice so I could speak in kind of good locution, talking about my mother's fascinating and confusing childhood visions. But I could also talk like my cousins out of North Philly. Like I could be all these different voices that exist in me. It was really fun to switch modes. And some of the funnest times I had 
was when I would go in and out of different modes. So some chapters had me doing three voices of other people plus a few voices of my own. It's kind of like that form meets content thing, like they were happening together. The last audiobook I listened to that I loved was Rita Moreno narrating Sonia Sotomayor's memoir, My Beloved World. I loved that. I listened to that as I was driving out to a speaking gig, and I was just right there with Sotomayor being so real about how smart she is and how curious she was intellectually and, of course, in Rita's iconic voice. I mostly listen to audiobooks in the car while driving. Sometimes I have a speaking gig and I'll have to drive like four or five hours to it. Right now it's the pandemic, so I don't have those long drives anymore. I'm mostly at home. But I do drive my daughter to her sports practices. And so we listen together in the car, which is very fun. And now, check out a clip from my audiobook. Dad was hurrying mom in English. Let's go, Virginia, as he leaned against the tailgate, sucking in unfiltered so hard, I heard it crackle all the way on the stoop. Mom propped the screen door with her foot, ordering me to carry out boxes and snaps, gestures and screams. And Titi Jeannie was telling Mom to pay Dad no mind in Spanish. Siempre tiene prisa, she whispered with a tilted smile, turning Dad's impatience into a sweet little nothing. Hi, this is Brandy Carlisle, author of Broken Horses. I wrote my book, Broken Horses, because I came from strange circumstances, hard circumstances even. And I felt that my life was unique enough to where people might be interested that really beautiful things happened for me in my life, the latter part of it. A lot of it was wrapped up in my faith as a queer person and how difficult it was to hold on to both of those things and both of those realities in my life and still make my dreams come true. And when they finally did, it was so beautiful that I wanted to share it with the world because I knew there might be other people in hard circumstances that maybe needed to know how possible it is to reach heights that you never imagined. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook, I would say that it was like singing. It's been such a long time since I got up on stage and really sang for people. You know, a little time marker here for many of you that don't know when this is happening. It's happening during the global pandemic. And as an entertainer, as a person that needs to connect with other people and communicate, it's been a hard time for me to be kind of locked away in my house. And so getting to read my story, getting to tell my story, and actually hear myself speak the words in my own voice has been cathartic. And to me, it's felt like singing. So if I had to describe what it's like, it's been like singing. There are so many words and phrases that I realized I didn't know how to pronounce throughout this process. Even by the question, it's indicated this is a common problem. I don't even know where to start, actually. But I will just say that I feel a lot less insecure about dropping out of high school after reading this book and having the editor set me straight on so many things I was saying wrong. Loved it. The part of my narration that I'm most proud of is the music. That I was able to record all these songs and that when the chapters end, you can get a musical glimpse into either a song that inspired the event or how the events inspired a song. 
the musical part is the thing I'm most proud of. And it really blends in with the storytelling for me. It makes me feel like a concert. Like if I just had hours to just sit and play and talk with the audience, which is my dream, it would be this. I think the other thing I'm proud of is my ability to impersonate my wife's British accent. <laughs> she is going to die when she hears it. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast my wife, Catherine, because she has the most beautiful voice and because she understands me in a way that no one else does. And in fact, I don't think I understood me until she did. And for that reason, I think she would have been a great choice to narrate this book. And now... Please listen to a clip from my audiobook. The Carlisles are nail biters. I started biting my nails at three years old. Everyone told me that if I didn't keep my hands out of my mouth, I'd get sick. I contracted meningococcal meningitis at age four. We were living in Burien, Washington, in a single wide trailer near the SeaTac Airport. It was our third house since I was born. I'm the firstborn to my family and the first grandchild on both sides contributing to my inflated sense of self-importance and burden of perceived responsibility. My life really starts here. Hi, this is Maisie K. Hirono, author of Heart of Fire, An Immigrant Daughter's Story. I was inspired to write this book because my mother has had such an extraordinary life, as well as my grandmother, that I wanted to tell their stories, as well as mine. And since my mother can no longer speak for herself, I wanted to tell her story at this moment. If I were to pick one word to describe narrating my audiobook, the word challenging comes to mind. Going into it, I did not think of myself as a, what I would call, a voice actress. So I didn't know what it was going to be like, but I just told myself, this is going to be yet another challenge. And it was. Let's face it, a lot of times what you read on paper is not the same thing as saying it out loud. And there are many words that we use every day that when you read it out loud, it comes out really weird. Anyway, it was a challenging, but actually a very gratifying experience. And believe me, I do buy a number of audiobooks. Now when I listen to the audiobooks, I will be paying a lot more attention to how the reader is doing. I use the word ensconced quite a lot, actually, in my daily life. And I, I had always been pronouncing it ensconced. So, my goodness, that was a revelation. You know, like Trump ensconced in the White House, spewing out lies. <laughs> like that. When I think of the narration itself, I'm proud of the fact that I did it. But if we're talking about the content of the book, I'm just proud that I can tell my mother's story and also my grandmother's story and how my mother changed my life by bringing me to a new country. It's such an immigrant story, but I hope people who are not immigrants can also find aspects of it that they can relate to. When I think about whose voice I like narrating, I like George Takei's voice 
because it's deep and trained, and I find it quite soothing to listen to. Two relatively recent audiobooks I listen to are Educated, which I know the author didn't read, and Know My Name, which was read by the author. And I found both her book and her reading very affecting. I don't have a favorite place to listen to audiobooks. Often when I'm going from one place to another, or in my apartment, sitting on my couch. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. In bringing us to the United States, my mother radically changed the trajectory of my life, making it possible for a daughter who might have grown up to marry a rice farmer in rural Japan to become the first Asian-American woman and the only immigrant serving in the United States Senate. My deep emotional connection to my mother is the current that has driven my entire life. Everything I have achieved is a testament to her fortitude. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.